Pot of gold. I could really use a change of scenery. Yeah. Everybody's smoking all the greenery. Yeah. Close the match cause they were handed down to me. But I'm still fly. I'm still fly. I know. I'm still fly. I'm still fly. Let's go. It could all be worse. I could be a hater like you. It could all be worse. Poison's gonna chew you From the inside out So right now Say it with your chest now Say it with your chest now I'm young, I'm free Can't nobody take me Here and now It's my time to run it out It's my time, it's my time It's my time to run been into doing some art lately it looks like oh yeah dude i just been writing like poetry it's like it's just always been like been my go-to but then i was like finally like oh here hold on make sure you're talking into the mic oh like that this works i mean you could bring it <laughs> whatever's comfortable but you gotta um if you're saying something that i really want to capture yeah and you're like over here uh it, i know i was i was like it's fine, but because uh, it will still come through. Yeah. But as far as like, you won't get that richness of your voice. Oh. Not talking, I do that also. But yeah, the braces. Oh, sh but I'm getting them off next month. Oh, nice, dude. Yeah. How long were they first on? First person I've told a year and a half. Jeez. December, beginning of December 2019 is when I got them. Are you excited to get them off? Well, I am. I just feel bad about the whole pandemic thing. Uh, so I mean, when I got the brace, I was like, God, please, if you love me, just. Create a situation where everybody has to wear a mask outside for the next two years. So I wouldn't have to experience any embarrassment. So I can just get these braces done, over with, and then, you know, <laughs> then end it. But I didn't expect this. Yeah, dude. It's like, it's that classic this scenario. A, such a dick move. A classic <laughs> scenario, God. Yeah, you must yeah. feel terrible, dude. Dude, it's, it's like weird because, like, oh, I can hear myself and you talk. It's yeah. It's like talking underwater. It, yeah, it is like that. A little. Yeah. It's cool. Um, and I'm nervous, too, and my heart's fluttering. And I like that. You need to do things that make your heart flutter. Yeah, dude. It, otherwise, like, you'll forget you're alive. That's why I want to fall in love so desperately. I'm like, that's that's a heart flutter for sure. <laughs> Get it beaten out of your chest. Yeah, dude. Are you are you in the market? Uh, n No. Have you looked online? I, yeah. Cheaper? I did. But the only thing I can find is, uh, like, 60-year-olds at the Doc's Tavern. <laughs> <laughs> Doc's Tavern. And I, yeah, dude. And I, I'll swipe right, you know, whatever. Just being nice. And yeah. then they will, too. And then Do you go down on them? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I'm not going to say. Just because mm, I feel like... Take you, that as a yes. Well, you shouldn't Ladies. kiss and tell. Mm -hmm. <laughs> even on vaginas. Even 60-year-old vaginas. That's just gentlemanly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We live in a small town. I don't want... Yeah. But for real, though, you got to get your dick wet. <laughs> yeah. How's that going? Oh, not very good at all, dude. I'm on a, like, a, at least, I would say, what, how old am I? Like, 
30 years dry spell. <laughs> the idea of you being 30 is is strange in my brain. It's weird to say, dude. It's very strange. I feel like I'll always be a, like three years older than you. If I was to meet, meet somebody your exact age today, yeah. I would feel like you were my age. But since it's you and I met you when I was like probably... Well, I met you is wrong because I met you when you were a little kid. Yeah. Uh, we were both little kids. But we actually became friends when I was probably 14, 15, 16, somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah. And, and you were, you know, three. Are you three years younger than me? Yeah. Two, three. 30. But you're 33. Fuck, man. It's not a very big difference. No, it's not. Not, a, not well, at when all. When you're younger, you're like, oh, my God, this guy's like, yeah. Yeah. Well, because you were my, being scared of my you. younger brother's younger friend. Yeah. And you talked mad shit yeah endless shit yeah um i still do but <laughs> thank god that's why you're here right now uh, no. that dude that was such a uh difference from anyone else your age like that was that was a it set you apart yeah. your, your shit talking abilities were on par with some of the greats bro i think i met my match with you though i remember one time dude we were it was football practice and i said something to you and Jeff Hilton, which is stupid. I don't know why. I thought maybe I was fa knew I was faster than you, but I was. I said something, and then you came right back, and you dropped like a book of knowledge on my head, <laughs> and then I just went and cried in the locker room. Yeah, do you good remember times. that? Good times. Doing that to me? No, not at all. Oh my god, you should feel terrible, dude. I was uh, just a I feel little good about kid. It. I feel good about it. Somebody had to put you in your place. Yeah, you definitely did. I remember <laughs> I cried pretty good about it. I think I took. Yeah, my mom was super upset with you. Oh. Well. <laughs> Uh, she didn't say anything about it later that night. Okay. <clears throat> um, I knew something was up. <laughs> God dang it. But yeah, seriously, you uh, have, in my head, you're one of the funniest people I know. Oh, thanks, And dude. still to this day, I some of the stuff that you've said, um, just out of the blue, especially in a moment when a joke is not appropriate, yeah. is some of the best comedy you can get. That's gold. Yeah. When it's a tense moment and everybody in the room is, is like, looking around like oh you know rj broke his neck yeah. supposed to be sad and colby kirby can be counted on for a, yeah. a zinger i know but it's like now that i think about that stuff and always think oh think about like stuff i have said and stuff like that and it's like now i think i have a heart now you know so it's like i don't really i try to not be as dickish i guess yeah you, you have to find the line yeah, def oh yeah, for sure. You had a heart then, but you were probably thinking like, oh, all these people, uh, you hung out with older people a lot of the time. So, yeah. So you didn't have to really worry about hurting their feelings because they're, they're older, you know, they're protected. They're protected by society. Yeah. When you're like, plus you weren't huge, you were a small guy. So I had to learn to use my, like, you know, talk shit. Yeah. Because, yeah, I'm not going to beat anybody up. You know, most people will take the, the sycophant path, the, the kiss-ass route when they're small um, to try to earn clout or whatever. Get in there with somebody strong. That was not your style. <laughs> it was like, I'm going to go after all the coolest people and I'm going to make them look like idiots. No. That's what I'm going to do. Dude. I'm going to prove that they're not actually that tough because if they were, they'd kick my ass. Like, and they're a bunch of bitches. No, they, they're a bunch of... No, dude, it was like... I was just good. I, if I could make you laugh, dude, and it, I just knew, like, with, like, maybe, you know, comedic timing, like, I'm like, oh, they're going to laugh if I say this. Dude, I would always, like, push that, you know? Yeah. I, I just, like... I liked... Comedy that. math. Yeah, I, I just loved, like... 
a good time, dude, and like like vibes like that, or like even if it's like you know it was a shit talking or whatever, you know, it's usually it wasn't like if it went too far and they were like I'm hurt, I wouldn't just be like, but like keep you know putting them down or whatever. But, but a little you might though. I kind of one more. Okay, you do one I, more. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I'm sorry, dude, but then yeah, hit yeah. them with the with that little tagline. Yeah. Uh, that that was one thing I um, when I was thinking about trying my hand at comedy, I was like too scared to do it by myself. Dude, I was excited you were doing that. That got me all excited. Yeah, dude. It ended cool. up becoming this instead. Like uh, I had my creative juices were just flowing. Like I don't know if it was just the pandemic that made it kind of blossom more because I suddenly like I realized like oh everybody's feeling this pinch. Of, of like life is not normal That's, right now yeah and sure. i think i don't know something about that just made me feel a little bit more open and free to kind of be a, be goofy i think so i started writing shit and I, I realized really quickly like i mean i've always written shit but i started actually making it an effort to write regularly and even when i wasn't like sometimes i just i just can't help it i'm like oh i gotta get this down um, yeah. But a lot of the time, it's like, eh, that may be something, that may not be something, and I let it go. But I, the last couple of years, I've really started trying to make an effort to just be artistic. And, like, if I really do have any kind of ability, I would like to try to foster that. Yeah, dude. And uh, the the pandemic made it impossible to try stand-up comedy, which would be fun and horrifying, both, I'm sure. Yeah. Because I would just... I'm. I know I would bomb so bad yeah. and that would hurt so bad. Right. That I get that panicky feeling all the time, just yeah. bombing in real life when I say shit that's yeah. not, you know. Right. You ever had a joke? That, I'm, I don't know why I say, have you ever? What's the time when you've had a joke that did not land and huh. you just felt mortified? <sighs> and then you're not even sure if people knew you were joking or not because no one laughed. That's basically what I'm after is like, just give me a fake laugh so you know I you know that I was joking. <laughs> yeah. Like that I don't actually think that. Yeah. I dude, oh man, there's there's been a couple of times where it's just like it's so like I've said something that just like so like okay, that did not work and but then the vibe in the room completely shifts and then you're like you just get that huge idiot vibe like oh my god, like okay. <laughs> I don't know. And then yeah. I, I I've actually gotten in that and it's like avalanche like tumbled down into like me trying to make up for that last joke and then it just is going downhill for, you know you can't i ha i have a tendency to just ig ignore the failure and just move past it and not into more jokes into business time jeff where i'm no more jokes yeah like, at, at all oh man i have one <laughs> this still to this day if i think about this it makes me cringe it's such a painful memory but um I was with my ex-wife and her family, and they were all getting ready to go on a trip. They were, like, packing. I was not going on the trip. She has this aunt, and she was, like, at this... This is several years ago, so at the time, she was, like, in her early 30s, and she was hot and kind of, like, a younger... Just kind of, like, a, a less religious than the rest of them. I At least what I had been told before yeah. meeting her was that she was, like, she's a little more aware of of the world and what's going on and she likes attention from men more she wears dresses that kind of show off her body i was just getting the picture that this is somebody who could afford you know some sexual humor yeah 
And um, boy, was I wrong. Oh, God. <laughs> so we're, uh, I had literally just met this woman five minutes before. And, and so we're all standing in the kitchen, and they were discussing sleeping arrangements for when they go on this trip. And I'm standing next to my ex, and she's like, okay, so you and me will sleep together. And I, and I just interrupted her because uh, the joke just shot out of me before I had any time at all. And she's like, and because she was looking at me when she said it, but, yeah. but she was speaking to the person standing next to me. You know how people do that. And um, so I said, like, okay, so you and me will sleep together. And I said, Nancy, we just met. <laughs> and uh, it was just dead. But no, that's that's a pretty. It like, was a pretty mundane joke. Yeah, not a huge, it is. Yeah, I was expecting was you to say something way worse. But, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I, I could have came up with all kinds of stuff. Yeah. But no, no, it was it was. But that's my point. Like, context is everything. You got to really know your audience because. Yeah. In certain situations, that joke wouldn't have even been considered racy at all. That would just be like, of course you're going to make that joke. Yeah. How could you not? It's low hanging fruit. Yeah, yeah, right. That's yeah, just yeah. So the batter's box. Dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think anybody with a comedic bone in their body would see that joke, but no one in the room laughed. I mean, there was probably five people there, and like, everyone what? just silence. Ten seconds of heavy silence. That does not sound like a fun group of people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that just just sounds like I would not want to be there. I, 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 yeah. I mean, like not to be rude, they're probably great and lovely. They are great. They yeah. are lovely. Uh, they're good people, but yeah. they're not hilarious. Yeah, like that's that that wouldn't be a type of. I've I kind of know what you're talking about, and I've like yeah. been around that, and it's like these aren't my group of people. It's and not, you just this know isn't that my clan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know I like to have a guy in the group who's going to push it too far, yeah. just a little bit, just so I know where my line is. Yeah, because I know yeah, I'm not right. going to push it up to that guy's yeah. line. Yeah, he's like your depth checker. Yeah. yeah. He's a, a bird dog. Okay, so He's going to go say that. scare up all the people who can't handle the harsh jokes. Yeah. And <laughs> then I can come in and, you know, lay it out. <laughs> yeah, comedy's hard, though. It is, yeah, it's super. Yeah, it's hard. Art in general is really, really hard. Yeah. And I don't know what it is about society or the culture of where we grew up, but it is not encouraged. Drawing, <laughs> yeah. singing, poetry. Totally. All that stuff. I had to fight really hard with my just with my own internal father figure yeah um to not be like humiliated even when i'm by myself it's like what do you look at look at you writing a poem Psst. yeah what if your dad saw you yeah i dude i've pushed past that i know exactly what you're talking about and it's like I just love the process of it, like writing words and putting them together so much. It's like I want it. It's just whatever. That part is like, you know, is definitely something I have had to push past, though. You know, it's like, yeah. It's draw, weird. I love drawing flowers. Like, like Me too. I, yeah. I love flowers. Period. Yeah, same here, dude. I, I yeah, I do a garden every year. But yeah, I, I know what you mean. It's like what? But it's like, dude, when you see beauty and like obviously you like, you know, I don't know. But, like, you really see the beauty of, like, a flower or something like that, and it moves you, and it's, like, it's hard not to write about her. Sorry about that. Derailed. It's, it's all good. It's, I'm just really, I'm pissed, but it's, all, it's okay. Please don't leave. <laughs> just stay. storm out we, of here. We, we will recover from this. Uh, yeah. I, but, anyway, yeah. Oh, I don't get a, one of those? I don't get a You're not bumping your mic. Well, I'll start doing it. So well, I could get you. Want to have no, a whole, just, I have a whole stack. 
Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Nothing but luxury here, man. We got micro- <laughs> microfiber cloths as far as the eye can see. What are these? Those are business cards. I oh. set them over there for the guests to take. Oh, that's awesome, dude. Scan that little thing with your phone. It'll take you right to the podcast. Oh, really? Yeah. What? Mm-hmm. That's cool, man. Yeah. Technology these days isn't unreal. Marketing has been tricky. Yeah. Just to know where to go. Like, yeah, there's so- there's so many avenues you could take when it comes to advertising things. And a lot of them are free, but they're it's hard. It's hard to know. Yeah. Plus, I don't have, like, I'm, I'm trying to just make a good podcast, and that's not easy to do already. Yeah. So to try to sell it also is is hard. Dude, I've, when, like, the Hannah Bolden one or whatever, like, when I listen to it, dude, like, you've, you have the voice for it, too. I was like, dude, this sounds like a podcast guy. Good. Yeah. But good. it just, like, it, yeah, I think, dude, I see it, even, like, it being freshly new and, like, it's starting out, you know, it's, like, it's is there it's you know it's and it's gonna be so fun to watch the process within a year where it's like oh shoot i have a goal of doing 50 interviews this year nice dude Uh, yeah that's awesome dude is the editing prods like how long does that take you a long time i bet dude that's the longest part yeah it's not even hard it just takes forever well you like yeah because you have to listen you have then you cut and put back yeah like and it, there's dead time and depending on which guest it is it's easier or harder some people talk just naturally with a lot of filler words yeah a lot of ums and uh things like that and i'm one of those people actually so i've had to really practice not starting my sentences until i know what the fuck i'm gonna say <laughs> yeah. now you got me self-conscious about what i'm saying like, well that i i will just start a sentence I think this might even be like a quote from The Office, but I'll start a sentence without really knowing what it's going to be about. Yeah. Okay. And then halfway through, you know, I'll find something and yeah. I'll, I'll follow that thread. Yeah. But can't really do that because you could totally tell. And then when I try to cut it up or I have this new program that will find the filler words for me. It finds all the ums, the likes and the you knows. What? These people love to say, you know, on a podcast, well, you know? You- yeah, you know. <laughs> it's it's very pleasing. Um, That's so cool. There's actually, it's a program you use to... Yeah. Wow, dude. That's crazy. I've gone through several already. Like, I started with just GarageBand, and then there's, like, Audacity, and there's a bunch. I've gone through them a few times. I don't want to get over it, go over See, it again, but... I, I use Audacity to record with. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, because I don't... Yeah, it is. It's just so basic. Well, like, I had the old basic version, but... It's probably it's, the same. Yeah, It's okay. just open source software. They don't really make it fancy. But it is. Yeah. It's fun- very functional. It has so many tools. Yeah. yeah. But it's... Um, a garage band is a lot... Like, uh, it's prettier. Like, it looks better on the screen. The tools don't work as well. Like, the compression tools make it sound mm, kind of garbled. And uh, if I run compression on Audacity, it's real clean. Oh, nice. And if I do it on here, it's it's not as clean. Dude, good to know because um, there's, like, I really, like, with hip-hop or whatever, it's, like, I like the grungy sound of just the microphone and, like, your voice and, like, the beat almost really matching with the voice. Mm-hmm. But, like, so I don't really like to touch it. If I record it, I'll just leave it like that. But it, um, there's, like, been times, though, where it's definitely, like, there's a lot of, like, me moving the microphone or something, and it's ruffled. Mm-hmm. I didn't, is, is the compression? Is the Compression takes your waves, and it 
lengthens the short peaks and it compresses the, the tall peaks to, so that your lows come out about the same as your highs, volume-wise. Oh, okay. The What we're running off right now is just USB plug-and-play mics, which are about as little control as you can have. <laughs> so what the computer's doing is taking the feed from your mic and my mic and pumping it into a, this recorder as one track. Oh, okay. Um, even though it's a stereo track, so it has us separated, but it's it's still one track. Um, so nice, dude. You uh, looks like you got some papers stacked up there. You've been writing. Yeah, dude. So I just I brought in some of my poetry. What kind of stuff do you write about? Just like I try to most like uh, not. I guess like where I live at, so like nautical weird things like uh-huh. that. Yeah. So I don't know. There's yeah mostly like that or so i try to fit as much many like words into one like thing as i possibly can Mm -hmm. that's what i've gotten like addicted to basically so like there's a little poseidon hiding inside of them like that yeah you know like stuff like that like yeah do you have you heard of nf yeah i have dude he does that yeah i like i like his rap because it's got he packs a lot of syllables in yeah um and i don't always know where the breaks are gonna happen which i like that too yeah he doesn't always go on on the musical breaks he'll like wrap through that and then stop on a part you weren't expecting i like that i like to be surprised in music it's it's nice yeah dude especially like when you really listen to me anyways like when you go listen to mainstream it's like somebody will come out with the flow and then everyone follows it. So you hear basically the same song a bunch of times, but yeah. or like at least the same rhythm to it. And like how many times did you hear that the Migos song, exactly. the beat, that, yep. that with the triplets and just yeah. like over and over and over? Yeah. yeah. Well, Which I like. Yeah. I, I do like it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's a, I mean, yeah, it's art. But yeah, it's like when you, I, like you said with NF, you're hearing like an artist do something that's like, you know, you're getting him and you're getting your own like yeah yeah it's he's very lyrical yeah i love that plus you know he's emotional i like the emotional sad boy rap that's good yeah stuff. who what's your top five like okay so hip-hop i dude i really love deltron deltron i know deltron yeah deltron uh he, he used to be in the hieroglyphs like the hieroglyphics and then he like a good rap like group back in the day and then he did his own thing and he made an album it's like futuristic it's called deltron 3030 it's probably one of my best hip like favorite hip-hop albums ever and it's just about like how he would perceive like the world in 3030 and he kills it dude there's yeah i'll check that out then two would be the grouch he's like just super positive dude and like uplifting and you know, like, like there's a hook he had. Like, no one's better than you, and like stuff like that. You know, like just stuff that's like positive and like you're like, dude, right on, dude. Like he's like up for the uplifting of humanity. Like basically, we don't get a lot of that in hip hop. No, not and that's it's a lot of breaking people down. It yeah, hundred percent. And it's like super sad because it's like when you use poetry as an outlet. Like it's happened to me a million times when I listen to Eminem. It's like, he's like, you couldn't do what I do and like all this stuff. And it's like, it makes me want to drop the pen kind of sometimes because it's like, 
what if well, you're right, right. Yeah, yeah right like exactly and i look up to him so it's like that one of those things where it's like damn dude like but then i you know you go back to the piece of paper you're like whatever dude and listen to other people like that where it's like uplifting and you you know it's like i don't know yeah it's, it's one of those things where it's definitely i don't know it's tough it is tough because you can do it anybody can do it yeah and the more you practice the better you'll be but it's just like how much energy are you going to put into it mm. most people the answer is none yeah and recently for me the answer is a little bit and i got i get so much out of it just the, yeah. the little bit of time that i put into just kind of creative expression and um and kind of embracing the shittiness of it because i'm a beginner at everything so i'm a beginner podcaster uh, i i really don't know what i'm doing so I can't let the perfectionist side of me take over, which yeah. is a very powerful side of me, especially at this age where I've just, you know, finished my 20s and I'm I'm trying to be a respectable adult. Yeah. It's not the normal time to start a new artistic pursuit because most of the time people at that time are like, oh, finally I can relax. You know, I, I made it. I, I got through my 20s. I have a job. I have some money. And now mm -hmm. I can just, you know, coast for the rest of my life and then fucking die yeah but yeah. not me <laughs> yeah see that gives me anxiety thinking like that i'm like oh shoot that i i've realized because of the podcast i talk about that a lot yeah um i i'm it's not even a fear of of death but it's it's the knowledge of mortality um knowing that you only get that chunk whatever you, and you don't know what your chunk is yeah it's going to be less than 100 years most likely um so that's your chunk do with it as you will and I'm looking at that. I'm like, oh, my chunk is best case scenario, a third of the way over. I haven't really done all that much stuff that was fun. Yeah. I, I, you know, I've done a lot of working my ass off. Yeah. I want to do some fun stuff. And this is fun. Yeah. This is like, yeah, dude. And you're, yeah. A voice of the community, dude. Perfect person to do it, bro. Yeah. I, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. Yeah. It's super, dude. I think, can I have another one? Yeah. I was just going to offer um oh yeah so like when it comes to hip-hop and stuff like that with the writing if i didn't have that outlet dude i'd there's i'd go crazy probably like there's a lot of stuff that it, it keeps me occupied and it just like during the day too i'll be at work and i'll be like oh what do i add to this and that and it's like i don't really release that much stuff but i do have like a lot of stuff written but with yeah it's just like we live in a beautiful place so it's i don't know yeah, and it's easy to forget that. Yeah. I think art helps us to be reminded of that, especially as a consumer. Like, it's easy to forget that the world is actually pretty amazing. Yeah, it's crazy, right? Like, yeah. what are we really, like, wow. The fuck is this? Yeah, right, like, dude? J this art, yeah, dude, this yeah. is whole, th yeah, when you stop and, yeah, it's so crazy. You, you know, and the best w w thing you could do is try to put it into words, like, you know, in a beautiful way or whatever, you know, or r draw it or. Yeah. yeah. Right. Drawing is one. I wish I, I wish I had that skill. Um, <laughs> it's or I, that trained ability, I guess it's I when I was a little kid, I loved drawing. I was telling you right before we started recording, I used to draw all the time. I used to draw these hands uh, in elementary school with like fingers chopped off. To, yeah. I like to draw hands and then, you know, the chopped off fingers would just be to freak people out. But um, yeah, 
I've always enjoyed drawing. And when I was at a certain age, my sister got really good at drawing. And then I was like, all right, well, fuck this. She's definitely better than me. And I, I stopped trying to get better. So like, I still draw almost exactly the same today as I did when I was in third grade. And it's not that good. <laughs> but I think if I actually took a class and learned how to do it, I'd be great at it. Yeah. It's, it's, I kind of have that idea about everything though. I, I really do believe that if I learned anything, I would be good at it. Yeah, you're a smart dude. It's, it's not even that. It's Except just like drawing mutated hands will always be your kryptonite. Yeah, I mean, I was pretty good. I was pretty they good. They were sick. Oh, they were pretty good. Oh, okay. Um, you know, I'd do shadows on them and everything. Burn, what? Cigarette burn in, in the back of the God, hand. God, dude. It'd tell a story. You were a twisted young kid. I'm still a twisted young kid, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that should be a rap name, dude. Twisted young kid. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a rap name. What? No. You gotta get one. Everyone needs a rap name. What's your you rap name rap? again? Uh, Little Milk Guy. Little Milk Guy? Yeah. Is one of them. What's the origin of that? It's just, I like milk a lot. Milk is delicious. It's so good. Fuck yeah, nice cold glass of milk. Yeah, dude. And I'm little and I'm a guy. So You're I not just... that little. How tall are you? 5'9", five, 5'10", five, 5'11"? Five, yeah, on a good day, probably. I, I think of you as little in my head and standing next to you, you're like my height. I've been lifting weights a lot. Have you? Yeah. Nice. What are you putting up? I haven't. We'll get a Jeff Hilton in here. You guys can go go face to face. Do in some... a fight? In a, I have to fight him? Well, you fight him at the end, but first we'll do some <laughs> lifting competition. <laughs> oh, I probably could kick his ass before I got tired, but I'd be lifting so much weights, I'd be super You'd be tired. tired. Be, yeah, so I couldn't yeah. really. He's fight really, him. A, he's a bitch, really. <laughs> yeah, dude. Mm -hmm. No, actually, I'm not even gonna agree with you, dude. Because, yeah, he'll come after you. Oh, I know he will. No, he's not a bitch. He's my friend, and I love him. But yeah, um, he I'll... does have, you know, bicep implants. I can tell, dude. I didn't yeah. want to be. Yeah, I'm MPAC. glad we're getting this out MPAC. here. Yeah, he just he was afraid of telling people about it. I don't, Jeff. Live your truth, bro. Yeah, live dude. your truth. Yeah, he doesn't listen to the podcast, by the way. He doesn't. <laughs> no. Oh, good. Yeah, he is a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, good times. Yeah. So, what do you do? You hang out with Jake these days? I do, dude. I heard I, you your guys brother's have... like my brother. Basically. I love Jake. I know death. you stole him from me. Everybody keeps saying that. <laughs> dude, is, yeah. What a like, I yeah. Isn't it crazy how stand up of a dude he became? Oh, dude! Out of the two brothers, he's like by far the best one. Well, I mean, yeah, <laughs> and, and no one would have thought that was gonna be the case. No, he's. I'm just kidding, dude. I well, he's definitely going so to bad. heaven, and I'm not. That's for okay. sure. <laughs> Ask my mom. This <laughs> all really? Uh, she's very concerned. Oh yeah. About my spiritual health. Good lord. Well, you know, he is. The Lord is good. You're right. Dude, he's yeah. Um, no, in all seriousness, though, I've heard you guys have been like hanging out and getting the Bible out. Oh yeah, dude. We just have Bible studies. Like we try to do it every week or whatever, but it doesn't happen that way you know whatever yeah. stuff comes up and then i started working over at the bow line or bow line and then it's oh the hotel yeah oh you guys doing construction yeah cool. i work for tiffany and brady over there oh you do yeah it's dude it's i just started like um what like a three weeks ago shout out tiffany and brady yeah friends of the show dude so awesome to work for dude as soon as i got there i was like okay it's yeah the whole environment's just like next level it's, they are really good for the community. 
Yeah, dude. They they do a lot of shit, and they're they're constantly doing new stuff. Just like too, like they own you know hotels and stuff, but the way that they talk to you isn't like they're. It's just so like it's genuine. It's not mm-hmm. like you know. I don't. It's just. It's really. It's good to work for somebody like that, dude. I was excited because my last job, I was kind of doing the same thing, working on hotels, but the you would never get that from the owner. So when I got there, I was like, "Whoa, sweet!" You know, it's like cool. And who, who were you working for before? No, I won't say. It was bad, dude. But oh. it's, it was, yeah, it was just bad. But it, yeah, I won't say. But yeah, sometimes you get bad work environments. Most of them actually are shitty. A yeah. lot, a lot of them are not fun. Yeah, that's I do. I've been on cloud nine lately, just because my well, where my cut station is too, outside of the bow line, is right on the freaking like as close as you can get to the river, and I see the bridge and the mouth of the Columbia. So it's just beautiful. Oh, it's yeah. That's the river I'm talking about on Ramble by the River, Columbia River. Oh, roll okay. on Columbia, I roll about on. Line Corey. I'm talking about whatever river somebody's near when they're listening <laughs> to this show. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> It's hard to come Everyone's... up with a name. Really hard. Yeah. Naming stuff's hard. It is. Um, do you speaking of naming stuff being hard, um <laughs> do you ever come up with any kind of resistance to calling it the the bowling? Oh yeah. I said it the other day and they're like, it's actually the bow line. Oh really? Yeah. See, so, I, I thought the other way around. That's what I thought. Because I wanna say bow line. Yeah. That's that makes sense to me. I can read. Yeah, I've been saying Bolin. But Bolin is the name of that knot. Like, yeah, the, yeah. But it's the Bolin knot is made to tie, to tie off a bow line. Yeah. Confusing. So I wrote one that was like. Let's hear it. There go. It's just like, it's one of those little ones. Do you need a beat? No, it's, a, it's, just, it's a, just a small one. Like, let your mind go adrift this time. I tied the bowl into the bow line so i won't not slip oh that's great yeah like and it's just like if you knew me you'd know i work at a drift and the bow line so i was like oh Mm -hmm. okay i'll write about that then so do you just do you get a lot of little pieces that that come to you like uh, when you hear something or you see something and then you just write just the line um and then do you ever go through and like piece them all together how does how does a collection of little chunks become a song uh yeah that's how it yeah based exactly that like, if you go, like, my other notebooks besides this one are just, like, basically cornered. Like, everything, it's not even in, like, the right spots. It's just, like, a bunch of little sentences or paragraphs. And then, like, I'll be like, oh, that one matches up really well with that one. But, yeah. And then so you go through and you pick through and then you kind of place them together like that. Do you yeah. use any specific genre as like your your base like for your backing tracks? Do you like a certain type of rap or a certain type of like flow that's easier for you? I just like like boom bap kind of like old school kind of. Mm-hmm. I love old school hip hop like a, like early it. '90s type stuff. Yeah, the West you know? Coast. Yeah, I yeah. just like I I like yeah stuff like that. Like I don't know or like stuff that you can understand too because like there's a bunch of stuff lately i've listened to and it's like dude i don't really get what you're saying or is there is that even a thing because there's there's like there's what was it it was like a verse that was like i'm i swear to god i'm addicted to blue cheese and it was like what is delicious it's so good and it hit home and i just went and then i was like dude i'm gonna yeah it made me want to write this is a 
Wait, can you hear it? Yeah. Yeah, this is a good one. Yeah, you know, like that. Sorry, it's a little loud. Uh, this is the one I did for Amelia's birthday song. Oh, nice, dude. You want to hear it? It is. I see. I like stuff. Yeah. This is like a. It's got an early '90s vibe to me. A little jazzy. Yeah. I'll I I'll do it. <clears throat> Let me pull out the lyrics. Oh yeah. I never did do, finish it because I fucked it all up, and then her birthday came and went, and she didn't care in the first place. It was it was really for me. So. <laughs> yeah. Nice. But yeah. Um. I got her a. Dude, that's super sweet instead. though. Oh. She liked it better. Nice. She was about to say, I don't really like this song, Dad, so Dude, can I have my real presence? Anyway. So. We've been buying the same things. You bought the Milwaukee hat. Yeah. And then I just, I bought Jed Adaya not too long ago, a tea set. From Costco? No, it was from, I kept it local because I'm not a, yeah, I kept it local. Corporate stooge. Yeah, I did. I'm a shill, bro. A I corporate know. shill. Yep, dude. And it's okay. I'm just, out here I even shop at Walmart. Me. I do. Bro, no. <laughs> I only shop at two places. The co-op and some other place that's not corporate. Natural grocer? That's the one. It's corporate. Yeah. I tricked you. Damn. Sorry, I need to quit shopping there. Okay, here we go. Okay, that's pretty good. I'm about to get on this beat. This is embarrassing. Okay, everybody listen up. I gotta say what I heard is a little rumor. This ain't about some shit that don't concern you. Yeah, ain't nobody got a tumor. Nobody's getting married, nobody's leaving town. I mean, it's not what I've been told. And nah, this right here is a happy day Amelia Grace is turning three years old Oh yeah, she's queen in the car Intelligence is bizarre She's solving puzzles most of y'all can never finish She's slinging homemade cards She spits like Kendrick Lamar She got an extra bed and ain't nobody in it Hooked on phonics, she ain't on it Reads every single night to fall asleep She got Dr. Seuss, Voltaire and Dostoyevsky Not that Nabokov, I heard he is a freak Daddy gon' make me a baba Got mama's nipple pin between my little fingers This mom and dad are mine They both turn deaf and blind But when I'm sleeping, man, they acting like they're singers Dude This is hard There you go, dude That blonde muchacha That y'all see out there running Splitting milk and now she dipping Now she flying, gravity defying Thinks she just flew out the window in the kitchen At times she sits and wonders Who gonna be at six feet under When they add up all the points in the rap game but you know she ain't be bitchin', don't believe in superstition Out there hustlin' for the money and the fame Hit a pat of feet, it's a bladder leakin' One of your mothers can clean me Go on, run me a bath, yeah I'll be smackin' that ass And when I'm done you better hope you found a binky <laughs> Shiny gold curls in the streets, still gonna find her in my sheets Scary dreamin', needin' mommy in the worst way Most of the time she delightful, despite the times that she spiteful Despite, eh Damn it, I'll try again. Shiny gold, ugh. This is hard. 
shiny gold curls in the streets But still gon' find her in my sheets Scary dreaming, need a mommy in the worst way Most of the time she delightful Despite the times that she's spiteful Today we celebrating, baby, it's your birthday There we go, I got that Most of the time she delightful Despite the times that she's spiteful Today we celebrating, baby, it's your birthday And then something like that Happy birthday, dude that's I made up. a bunch of mistakes, but you know, you get the gist. Oh yeah, dude, that's freaking awesome. Isn't it isn't it hard though to like so you have um like one thing or like a what you want to do like birthday or whatever and you try to keep the same freaking, you know, topic the whole time or like try, like the connecting part. Yes. Dude, and then before you know it it's off somewhere completely yep. different. Yeah, that dude. That's I, why I, the notebook, like a, like you were at, like that's how it is. It's like it, like it, it's hard to form it together. It's mm-hmm. so tough. Yeah, yeah. Most of what I have in my phone are just like little bits, and every once in a while I'll start I'll be like, oh yeah, I can make, I could write a song out of that, and it doesn't usually materialize because it goes a different direction. It, yeah. Like I don't know, it's it's really tough. I, yeah. I have a lot of respect for people who actually do that as a career and, and make good shit consistently yeah. it's hard me too dude that's, very hard yeah I just, yeah that's why when people say oh that person sucks or whatever like i've heard people say eminem's not good and i'm like what it's like that's a whole different other level it's yeah. like you, you can say you don't like him but he's definitely good he definitely doesn't suck yeah it's that's like, the thing with art period as a consumer of it you really have all the power to just say oh that's no good or oh that's great but a lot of people don't put much thought into that consider like there's no consideration to it yeah it's just like they go off of their gut either i like this or i don't like it and then that's what they use to determine whether or not it's good that's not a good barometer like you can tell something's good and then still not actually like it there's some art that that's the point like horror movies you don't like watching people brutally murdered i mean at least i hope you don't if you do, yeah. please turn this off. I don't want you as my fan. <laughs> and, But you still watch it because you like the way it makes you feel or, or you can respect that it's a piece of art because it's trying to evoke an emotional state. It, it doesn't... You know what I mean? Yeah. No, totally. Yeah. I do get it. Yeah. You want to spit something? Yeah, sure. Dude, can I use the bathroom first? I, I got a jug out here. Shit, you, is it? No, I don't want you using my jug. All right. I don't want your wiener to touch the edges. What, dude? <laughs> um, yeah, let's go take a bathroom break. All right, cool. I got this. It might look handsome. You are. Okay. Yeah, so that's why I wanted you to make sure you're visible to the camera. Because I feel handsome. I can kind of see my glare through the mirror. You know what's really weird is that when you line up the reflection of your own eyes with the eyes of the person across from you. Oh, yeah. It's, it's creepy sometimes. <laughs> That is. I was doing that with Martha Williams. And <laughs> for a second, I couldn't tell which one of us I was. Yeah. <clears throat> um, oh, yeah. So we were just talking in the break about art. And I was saying how I really think that it's, it's one of the most worthy, the, one of the activities that's the most worthy of your time and of your attention just because it can produce so much benefit to other people. And it's also such an enjoyable thing to do. And what you said something else that I liked, but I don't remember exactly what your wording was. Oh, I was saying, like, yeah. So, like, when you think about life or you think about, like, why are we here? That's the only thing, dude, I really came to a conclusion to where it's like, it, like, 
we're here to create, mm-hmm. you know, because like we're given like thought and kind of like freedom and thought. It's like, that's the only thing that really makes sense to me is like, you know, just to create, you know, I, I wrote a line where it was like, God created creation to create creations. You know, oh yeah. This is like kind of like I like that. Yeah. I I'd have to agree too. I don't think there are a lot of animals with that ability to take something that starts as a thought and bring it into physical reality. Yeah. Just by your the way you you know move your body or the way you push air out of your lungs and through your vocal cords like we are creating these things with just what God gave us. It's it's pretty amazing. Yeah, so th- I have like a demonstration on blank pages like thin air materialization. Better yet, in other words, I'm just using my imagination. You know, it's like to escape the backache and wasteland. You know, goodness gracious. Yeah, okay. So, but that's like, you know, pretty much is like, it's it's like almost imagination to a piece of paper is an anomaly. It's just absolutely crazy. So uh, when you look at a blank piece of paper, you know, assuming you're in the right mood, it, do you feel like you can almost always pull s- just something out and it'll just come out onto the paper? Because uh, be- I don't think a lot of people do. I think that's something that's reserved for creatives. And it's so I, so I didn't I, I just assumed everybody was like that and that what came out was dictated a lot more by fear of judgment because that's what dictated it for me yeah um as a kid growing up like when you had to write a poem in school my poems were never great they were always because i was trying to blend in a little bit Mm -hmm. i didn't want to be and i didn't really know whether or not i could write a great poem i assumed not so i was just like i'm not gonna really put that much energy into that yeah but now i realize like all you have to do is get out of your own way like yeah. You know the rhyming scheme? Dude. You know words, right? See if they fit. Yeah, exactly. Like, and then, oh, you can throw a meaning behind that, too. And then you can layer that, and it's like, yeah, yeah, you can write a poem. So Yeah, so you're your own worst enemy is, like, so that's perfect for writing poetry, right? Like, yeah, it's like, I don't know. It's such a clash of your own mind of, like, I don't like this, and I want this different. Or, like, it's just, you're fighting yourself, really. Yeah. Yeah, on how you perceive the world. So it's, yeah. Yeah. It it really is powerful too. Just like what can, what you can get out of, I, I, we're talking about poetry right now because that's where we are, but really any art. Yeah. Like a, a film or, you know, a good painting. Do you, are you into any visual art? Yeah. A little, well, I'm you a like huge, to draw. yeah, I like, I do pencil sketches a lot. But What's your favorite thing to draw? flowers i like to but lately i've been working on like flowers and then hiding like the constellation in them i saw some dots i saw some dots in that flower so that's uh orion's belt when it lines up with the pyramid oh yeah so the flower of orion yeah ah i get it yeah that's artistic so you're put you're building in layers of meaning yeah and then so where does that come from where did what drove you to make that uh i think i was like just one day looking at like thorns on a rose and I was like oh like pyramids and then 
it's it's really it's just like a chain to like that point of like I like to draw flowers and then you're drawing a flower you're like oh what if I put you know stars over the thorns to make it look like the Orion's belt of a pyramid but you know that's cool yeah and just see what you can make out of what you got yeah yeah dude I so like I really but when I started pencil sketches I like I I love like Leonardo da Vinci. I would say out of anybody, he's probably the biggest role model I have for when it comes to just genius. You know? Yeah, he was really cool. Yeah, dude. On so many different fronts. He's just a gnarly dude. Yeah, stuff I've read about him and everything. It's like, how did you get to that point? You know, and I've always tried to like at least like, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. So da yeah. Vinci was one of those like Renaissance man type guys mm -hmm. where he was not only a really talented artist uh but also an engineer and yeah made dude. some cool shit yeah like his drawings there's like a really cool um it's like a book a coffee table book but it's of all of his like pencil sketches from his notebooks and i've i got my hands on it uh one of my friends she let me like look at it and it's just like so insane dude i could get lost in that thing yeah i've seen it and it's a lot of the stuff's written backwards and in codes and the stuff. mere handwriting how crazy dude is that yeah well that's a good question so a lot of people would look at that as crazy yeah what what is it about crazy people and artists that there seems to be some overlap in those two groups uh what do you think's going on there i th I think it's easy to lose grip of reality. You know, you, you can't focus on, I just, I don't know. I, I mean, I definitely have lost my mind a couple of times. I'm not saying like I'm a fucking crazy artist or anything or whatever, but com but my own personal experience of like when I do go on to like a creative binger is like this place, I'm so far into my head where like this place isn't like a thing that really needs my attention it's more it's doing okay yeah it's more important to be where you're where you are yeah yeah exactly but that's yeah. flow state you lose your mind <laughs> that's that's thing that's what, what i'm getting at with that is that losing your mind is relative so I, I i really notice a lot of overlap in what society deems as like crazy mm -hmm. and and people who create amazing pieces of art yeah. And it's because you have to push it to the limit to to get there because the muse is not just going to come when you want. So if it's there, then you got to, you know, complete the task yeah. in, until it's done. And if you don't, it will die. And there is a certain level of craziness <laughs> that accompanies that. Like who was the um artist that used to drink yellow paint, you know, know. to make him happy? Or he thought like yellow paint would make him happy, so oh, he drank I, yeah. yellow paint. I think I forget it was. It might have been Michelangelo or somebody like that. But yeah, it's just things like that you hear and you're like, what? Yeah. But, but then you look at their art and they're like, they can drink yellow paint. <laughs> yeah. Oh wait, you cut your ear off? Um, yeah. Wait, Starry Night. All right. Yeah. You're okay. Ex yeah. <laughs> right. It's like you you get to be super crazy, but you have to make good art to make up for yeah, it. Yeah, you better be good. <laughs> yeah. You better be good. Otherwise, you're just a weirdo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I've known some people in my life who I thought were just weirdos, and then I saw their art, and mm -hmm. I was like, oh shit, you're an artist. Okay. Yeah. I didn't me know. Too. I've done that, yeah, definitely a couple times. That guy, I went to Evergreen for like a year, 
And there's a bunch of people like that where it was like, okay, well, you're really socially awkward. I don't know how to really have a conversation with you. And then you see their art or whatever. It's like, oh, cause, yeah, you're not really here fully. You're thinking about something completely different. Yeah. Do you, uh, as an artist, feel aspirational? Do you have a certain place you want to be? Do you, are you trying to work towards any goals? Oh, well, I mean, I really, like, if... And I, I, let me clarify a difference between goals and fantasies, because I, I have fantasies that mm-hmm. I don't consider goals, but I still will think about them forever. Yeah. Like, I understand the amount of work and sacrifice it would take to get there is not something I'm... It's not a deal I want to make, but I still like to think about that end product. Does that make sense? Yeah, I do. Um, and, but there are other things very few where it's actually like no that's a fantasy that i can i can deal with the sacrifices and i can put myself in that scenario in my mind and i'm happy with it yeah i'm gonna and i'm actually taking steps towards that and like that's what this podcast is a a good example of that but do you have goals with your with your expression oh yeah dude like um just like basically just like I, i told myself like five songs a year or whatever you know that's what i was gonna do but it's basically just like I don't know me. Yeah, my goal is just to like let people know, hey, I'm like good at this or like you know whatever. I like to write and like I just want people to have that outlet too and not feel embarrassed to be like I I love this and like I want to share. Like I'll always be here to share poetry with. So like that's kind of my goal is to like be like oh no there's this outlet of like art you know it's like whatever so you want people who feel the same <clears throat> people who feel the same way to be able to connect and yeah. to, to express that part of themselves without feeling like a weirdo yeah like hip-hop dude to me is like you know you your expression you're expressing yourself and you know like the circumstances or hey i'm just good at putting words together but it's like we live in a tiny town so it doesn't it gets like it has a you know, the way that people see it is, like, kind of different and off, but it doesn't need to be that way. It's, like, a different outlet for, you know, creativity. And I'm sure there's a bunch of kids out there or whatever, you know, that are, they would never even put a pen to a piece of paper just because they thought they were about to get making fun of. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've i definitely been that kid. The same, dude. I know it. Yeah, same. I know. It's, when you think about it, you're like, damn, it's, it's super silly, but, yeah, you you're sensitive when you're younger. Mm-hmm. About, yeah. And it, and those things do matter more when you're younger because you're not a, you're, you haven't established yourself in the world. If you end up putting out like if you if you're not good at making anything yet because it takes a long time to learn. Like that's something that I've that's kept me from pursuing any artistic endeavors is just the fact that it takes that like 10,000 hours to get good and that is a painful process. Yeah. You have to deal with being shitty and having other people see it and know and be like oh man it's a hard yeah. but once i just accepted that future and realized like once i get through that like the reward for that is is great so it's worth it i'm in that stage now and it's okay i'm fine i'm, yeah. I'm realizing that i'm handling it really just fine yeah it's uh, it's never as bad as you expect people definitely do act like wait what you wrote a poem or mm-hmm. you know what whatever what have you but it's okay it really doesn't feel that bad and then after that things feel better 
like better than they did before yeah. because you're living in your true self. Like yeah. you're being who you want to be. Dude, yeah, I know exactly. Yeah, I, yeah. It's... I think that truth is most often going to lead to the best outcome. Even if that's truth of just like what you want, like being honest with yourself and the people around you about what you want to do with your time and your energy. And, and obviously, everybody can't just do exactly what they want all the time. It's like we're living in a society. Things mm -hmm. need to function and you got to make sacrifices. But I don't know. I don't think everybody wants to write rap songs. I don't think everybody wants to do podcasts and draw pretty pictures. And I, I just don't. I yeah. think the people who want to do that and who see a path towards that future where they, they might actually acquire a skill and enrich themselves and then... By doing that, also the world around them with creating something beautiful, that's a path worth pursuing. Yeah, hundred. See, I lose sight of that. I get like so narcissistic with my thoughts, where I like forget like people are, are kind of into different stuff, you know, and that's why they don't fully understand. Yeah. It. Like I, my, my, like my dad, for instance. Like, hey, dad, hey, or hey, mom, hey, dad. Is uh, I, like when I would write, like when I was younger, I'd sit in the passenger seat and write raps or whatever. And he would, I would hear endless shit about it. Like, Oh, that hip hop. Like when you get mad at me, gangster shit, like that fucking, like, what it's are great. you doing? Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, I'm like, dude, really? It's not, you've just watched the bad parts of like, you know, you're just focusing on the bad parts of all that, that whole like deal of music. You know, there's a whole different other section of it, you know. And then when I finally played a Mouth of the Columbia, and uh, there's, like, no... Available on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was like, oh, okay. You know, it's like, yeah, dude, it's not, like, about that. It's not... But I think probably a lot of people think that way, too. Yeah. yeah. Dude, before we forget, um, before we get too much further into this thing, you can we give out your YouTube and, you know, how people can get in touch with you and see your stuff online? Yeah, sure. It's um, I just, it's just on YouTube, dude. I don't really have <clears throat> much, but it's Mega X. Uh, and then the song I just released was Mouth of the Columbia. So that's right on. It. Do you have yeah. a Instagram, Facebook, I do, any I of that do stuff? I have Instagram. It's Colby X Kirby, is my Instagram. Yeah. All right. Yeah, but that's basically. I need to make a Spotify, really. But I just been. I don't know. It's super easy. Um, I've. Well, I mean, it's probably different from uploading songs, but the podcast, I, I just have them connected to my RSS feed. So my podcast host, which is called Captivate, and they, I upload my audio tracks to them, and then they <clears throat> distribute them to platforms. Oh, all yeah. right. And then I just found this out recently, but there's a back-end thing for creators on Spotify, and you can go in and see your analytics and see, like, your download statistics and stuff. And I haven't really explored that yet, but I just found out it existed. Oh, wow. And there's what? one on Apple Podcasts, too. That's cool. But um, I'm sure it's probably even better for musicians on Spotify. Yeah. Because they're way more music-oriented. Yeah, dude. Oh, I showed you that one song uh, with Macna or whatever. That's, I think... I need to upload that one. I liked that, man. That was good. Yeah, so he's from Hawaii. He's like 50 years old. He's got a cool voice. He's cool, dude. Yeah. He's funny. He's the cook that taught me how to cook over there when I was, like, went over, the, over to so Hawaii. So when were you in Hawaii? Uh, About, I think it was, it was like three years ago. It was, that was when I came back. But, yeah. How long were you there for? Like, 
I think two years, almost three. Oh, wow. Yeah. Pretty long. Yeah. Just pretty much homeless on the beach. And then I got a job as a dishwasher in the restaurant and then got taught how to cook. And then they started showing me how to roll sushi. Nice. Yeah, it was a little fish market slash sushi, like, um, cook joint that was on in Hanalei on North Shore. Just absolutely gorgeous, dude. And Is this on the big island? No, it's uh, Kauai. Oh. Yeah. And, like... So I would get done washing dishes and I would go and just hang up my hammock like about, you know, 50 yards away from it and then stay there. That sounds pretty nice. It was nice. But I mean, oh God, it got old. Mosquitoes over there are super bad. <laughs> and yeah. it gets cold, dude. Yeah. It rains there more than it does here. In, in Hawaii? Yeah. Yeah. But the rain's warm. It is, but yeah. When it's You're blowing. Still wet. Oh yeah. My You're clothes were soaked all the time. My hammock. Yeah. And then I, I, one night it got so cold, I had to go to um, the pavilion or whatever down the road. And then I had to insulate my uh, hammock with, uh, I had to steal a roll of toilet paper. That's when I was like, I'm over it. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Wait, so you were using toilet paper as insulation? Yeah. It doesn't make great insulation in a wet climate. Well, no, it it wasn't (laughs) that wet. Okay. No, I get what you're saying. Yeah. But it's, no, it was just one of those nights where it's just like super cold, you know. So you wrapped yourself you made yourself a toilet paper mummy? Basically, it did. <laughs> One of my low points. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was pretty miserable, dude. I remember, like, the mosquitoes and, like, just toilet paper shoved in my hammock, and I was, like, looking up at the sky. I'm like, what the f- How did I get here? <laughs> How did you get there? Uh, I just needed, like, a break from everything I was doing. Like, I was working here doing construction with my dad, and it got to the point where it's like, dude, I can do whatever I want. So that's what I did. I just... Um, packed a bag and went over there and stayed on the beach. That's a very uh, artist, impulsive thing to do. <laughs> but it's true. You can do whatever you want. Why not go live on the beach it, yeah. in a toilet paper teepee? So, yeah, dude, I did that and it was... You're not my first guest who's told a story about living on the beach, so don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome, honestly. I wish it could just be that way with, like, you, you know... It, honestly, it's when I felt the most free, but it's just that that way of living without like really knowing where you're gonna take a shower next or like or taking shit. cold showers. That part. Where too. were you shitting, Colby? So what you would do was you would get completely butt ass naked, and then you would go and you do a handstand out in like maybe four feet of water, and you just poop that way with your head underwater. Four feet of water, so ass exposed. Yeah, so the waves hit your ass when. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. I could get behind it that. It took me so long to figure it out, dude. Yeah. So, <clears throat> during your time in Hawaii, did you meet people or did you just spend most of your time hanging by yourself? Oh, brada. Ass exposed oh, in the brada. ocean. Yeah, no, I do that. I, I, yeah, that was like half the time. And then, <laughs> uh, no, well, I the met... the food there is so sugary. It just go right through you. Dude, right? Oh, man. Yeah, it's, it, the, but... Also, that's the place where I've ate the healthiest in my life, too. Like, it's a, so, a lot of a lot organic. Of no, I can't do it. You a poi guy? No. No. I'm going to do it. No, I shout saw that. Poi. I was like, yeah, shout out. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, oh, yeah. So, Ohana and all that stuff, dude. I was showing it. Like, when I was in, uh, like, washing dishes and working the fish market, dude, like, they call her, like, you know, you call everyone auntie and there. And she. You should just start doing that on mainland. Just. Oh, auntie, brah. <laughs> yeah. 
she she gave she was like you need a car and like all this because she kind of realized like they were used to people cycling in and out but i stayed and they were like oh okay this guy's not just gonna be here and i like i worked my hours and she ended up getting me like a nice car for 300 bucks and she drove it to me when i was staying in the pavilion and was super sweet to me dude and yeah i met they those people that run the restaurant too they've lived there as a family's like they're super tight what kind of a restaurant is it it's just uh it's like a sushi bar slash um fish market and uh there's a cook's line Mm. yeah so they do teriyaki chicken they do Mm. (laughs) yeah mac salad no, oh, it's man. all like fish, dude, basically. Oh, yeah. The fish market is running fish to the cook line and to the sushi line. It's super, it was so awesome. I bet that with. was cool. And you probably <clears throat> had no problems just settling right into that fish life growing up here. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, like I definitely, oh, yeah, it yeah. was perfect. I was like, what just happened? I was like, it was too, it was really freaking awesome. And then my roommate, like we ended up moving into a house together. He was from Westport. Oh, wow. Another yeah. little fishing community Aaron right up Shane, here. Aaron shout out. Yeah, and so I'm working over at the the hotel I was working at before I started working at Bowline. And um, the, my boss's son's best friend was Aaron Shane, the kid I stayed with, like I lived with for like, you know, a year or so in Hawaii. Small world. I was, dude, it blew my mind. Yeah, that's crazy that that stuff happened. I know, dude. That was so, it was nuts. So you strike me as the type of person that would believe in crazy coincidences and stuff like that. Um, just more of an abstract thinker. So wh- how often do you notice synchronicities? All Think- the time, bro. Th- okay, that's yeah. what I thought. Yeah. Things where like you'll have a thought about a person and then you see that person immediately after. <laughs> yeah. Um, I believe in manifestation. You know, I believe in like what you say like happens in a weird like twisted way kind of and you know and like i do yeah synchronicities all that stuff yeah i've happens a lot yeah it's too coincidental dude i'll have thoughts in my head and then i'm watching the tv and it's like it'll almost answer the freaking question i just had Uh uh-huh and you're like what the what timing is that like yeah it's pretty crazy it is and i have to try to like some of them are very explainable the digital ones like the uh the the old algorithm is getting pretty good at figuring out exactly what it is that we we are thinking basically mm-hmm. they have that the you saw the social dilemma that Netflix one did you see that uh oh a little bit of it yeah i know what you're talking about they have this they ex- express this idea with these avatars where it's like the the app is taking information about you and using it to build a model of you that it can use then to predict your behavior and so it's got these avatars of you in there, and all it has to do is know what the avatar is thinking because it's you, basically. Does that make sense? Yeah. So and the, it just the more you're on there, it takes information by what you look at, the pictures that you stop at and don't click, but you just kind of stare at for a second. It's tracking your eye movements and looking at what you're looking at and seeing like, oh, it, it likes these pictures. We'll do more of these. That's so crazy. Because it's got a front-facing camera. That blows my mind. That's, I mean, it's how smart is that, but wow. If that's not true, I'm sorry, but I, I feel like it is true. I, I have, uh, yeah, dude. I'm, I'm speculating I on that. I'll admit I'm speculating, but oh. 
Um, I have no reason to believe that they're not doing that. Dude, I was telling uh, Jake the other day, I was talking about parachutes because I use one like over, like, you know, campfire to make like a little hut thing, but or whatever. It's just like, what a random thing I'm talking about. And then I go into like, uh, you know, Google or whatever, and an advertisement for used parachutes is on there. I was yeah. like, brah. <clears throat> yeah, that I'm not as surprised by because there's no doubt in my mind that the phones are listening to your conversation. Yeah. Or especially if you text about it, they, if they read your text messages and your emails, and they, it has to be listening also because why wouldn't they? They have the technology. It's already listening. It's like, Alexa, you listening? I don't listen till I hear the wake word. Like, well, then how did you know I said Alexa? Like, you're listening Dude, all the time. Right? Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. I don't know. I think it's kind of going in a direction where it's like, I think the government will take control of it a lot. Or, or like, they already do have control over it a lot, but they just don't let us know how much. But I think it's going to be pretty obvious. Like, you'll need, like, a user ID just to get on it and stuff and like that. And the user, to get on, like, uh, social media. Yeah. Like, or, I mean, it'll it, all conglomerate together. Right? Yeah. If you want to go vote, you've got to show your, your USA badge, and it's like has your COVID vaccination and your <clears throat> your Twitter handle. Yeah. And it'll be like, like a driver's license for your car when you get pulled over. You're like, the, the, or yeah, whatever. Exactly. Like, you know, in China, they do a social um, scoring system where every person has, like, a social score. Almost like your credit score. What? Yeah. What would yours be? I think pretty... Well, I don't know. Depends on the parameters. Out of 100. Oh, definitely 100. Of <laughs> 100? I'm acing it. Yeah, for sure. Bro. Ask anybody. I would give you... I'm like... the best friend you would ever find. I think that must be what they base it off of. I'll loan you a cup of sugar. I'll help you move. You know, people who know me are but like... You can't this give yourself... motherfucker <laughs> is such a liar. <laughs> This is so um, funny. No, that I'm was so real, fast. I'm real, I'm real busy. I don't. I don't think I would do great on the friendship score. Yeah, I know. I was because I was gonna say I'd give you like maybe a Jackie Robinson forty to it. Is that his number? I think so. Are you Are you just saying that's his social score? I don't know baseball. Is it baseball? Yeah. He sounds pretty good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who yeah. does he play for? I uh, played for the Dodgers, I think. Oh, yeah. yeah. Old one, huh? He he was old. I'm just I'm but I just I, I, I was thinking of a number. <clears throat> he was the one who was in the you know home run competition with Mark McGuire. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm surprised he knew that. Um, I was in fourth grade at the time. I'll never forget it. Jackie Robinson face off with Mark McGuire. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, let's stop talking sports. We're boring everybody. Okay. Uh, what were we? What were we saying? I don't even know if that's sports talk at that point. That's just... <laughs> that's the joke. I know, but <laughs> um, I can't talk sports because I don't watch sports. Do you watch sports? No, I don't. Hmm. I I protest. You protest sports? Yeah. Do you take a knee while the games are on? I just <laughs> yeah, two knees, but. <laughs> No, but yeah, I definitely, um, I just, anything that has to do with a group of people getting along and sharing something, I'm not fucking about it, dude. I don't like it. Um, not a conformist then. No, dude, I'm pretty, yeah. How do you feel about chants, chanting, and you know, especially if there's hand motions to go along with it? You getting in on that? Yeah, I am. You like that stuff? Yeah. 
Doesn't make you feel uncomfortable, like you're being brainwashed or hypnotized? Mm, no. Well, you are. Oh, now I. Let's think. do the Macarena right now. I don't know it. What? Yeah, dude. Oh, where were you when that was all the only dance anyone was doing? I. F- Better things, It's like this, right? Like You know it. I know, but like... If you just start, your body will do it. That's what just happened. (laughs) (laughs) It was like I went to put my hands out like I kind of remember it, and then I just finished it. Oh, they go up here now. Head, head, hip, hip, a little shake. I do know the Macarena. Dude, I am so brainwashed, bro. Yeah, exactly. That's crazy. That's how chance gets you. Oh, man. Chance, you know, conform all conformist movements like that synchronized swimming don't even get me started synchronized swimming some dark shit man that's the dark arts what are, all is Shout one out Theo and one is all exactly okay no that's that's actually a pretty good concept gestalt gestalt thinking the yeah. sum is greater than or a whole is greater than the sum of its parts. oh dude yeah i mean compassion is key right so like if you treat other people like you yeah yeah so it's yeah you ever seen those flocks of birds that look like a cloud whip, whipping around the sky? Beautiful. How do they do it? I don't know, dude, but it... That... You think there's a leader in there or are they, or they're, you know, communist birds? Mother Nature is like the most beautiful artist I've ever seen in my life. I'll, I'll drink to that. Um, there's some pretty cool, like, spirals and stuff in plants. Oh, yeah, dude. Like, um, you know what gets shown a lot is the golden ratio. I was just going to talk about that. Yeah, dude. It's the Milwaukee hats. Yep. Yeah, but the golden ratio, like when you see it in seashells and all that, you're like, wow, dude, what's really going on? I didn't get it for a long time. Like, when you look at it, it's not beautiful. Like the very first expression, like the, the, like the three blocks mm-hmm. that are the right ratio. Um, it's what you make with that that's beautiful. Yeah. And that's cool. Escher, MC Escher. What's that? MC Escher is that artist that made the paintings where the stairs like go all crazy oh, directions. Oh, I love those, dude. That screws with your head so bad. Oh yeah, a lot of his early stuff was uh, tessellations. I think that's what it's called, tessellated pictures, where it's like a bird that's a certain shape and it fits together to where like a whole bunch of them can be on the same. You know what I'm talking about? Like, yeah, almost I do. like a tile. Yeah, um, they're really cool. They're, yeah, they're fun to look awesome. at, and they're fun to make. It, like you, anything that it breaks up a, a field mathematically like that, and it has a repeating character to it. It's it's fun. I, I think it's really cool. Yeah, it is. But yeah, and that's it, what I was thinking. With oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just yeah. That's awesome. <clears throat> the like sh- the way shells are made, how they all come from a little spiral. It's all the, the golden ratio. That that's that's what got me thinking about that. Dude, you're. And your art in here, dude, is freaking awesome. It's not that good. It's. <coughs> it is, dude. It's amateur. No. It was. It was fun. It's beautiful, though. dude. All the blues, dude. I love it. Yeah, dude. It's this is freaking. This is cool. That's a lot of tape. I've I done tried. the tape before, and it, it that takes a while. I loved it. I loved every minute of it. That's what I was thinking of when you were talking about. Uh, getting into your writing mm-hmm. where it's just like you want to just create this thing and you yeah. know what it is and you got to get it out yeah that's how i felt it was it was really it was honestly it's hard to do anything but be on the wall dude that that's when like there's that really sweet spot of like when you start enjoying it like you're just and you're in it you're like oh excited that's what i always chase yeah you know? me too yeah 
And you kind of need novelty to do that. But you have to go through sometimes the non-novel drudgery to get good at things. Like yeah. to where the, the easier parts become second nature and you can really focus your attention, which is your most valuable resource, onto the hard parts. Yeah, dude. That's how people get good at stuff. Yeah. You got to do it a lot. Like, I feel like if I painted over this whole wall and had to do the whole process over, I, it would take me half as long and it would be twice the quality. Just because I've done it once already. Yeah. That's why the, the anytime I'm starting something new, I mean, when I was a kid, I would just let it break me. I would I would just avoid everything yeah. because I was just like all that all that bullshit of sucking at something else and having uh, it's just hard. But now I'm just like bring it on. I, I'm I'm ready to I'm ready to suck, bro. I yeah I get it, dude. It's like yeah you're like whatever, dude. Like you're so used to failing or whatever. It's like you're ready for it almost. You know, it, you, or it you almost accept you as it as it, the failure is not a result it's it's it is the process mm -hmm. it's like you go a little and figure it out but a lot of that is is backtracking and figuring you know what doesn't work dude what i am i almost recommend it to anybody is i so i was a door-to-door -door salesman for like four years and i like traveled you know around the country and did that and what were you selling uh direct tv and dish but yeah, so that just set me up for failure. Like you go to someone's door and they're like, you motherfucking get them. Oh, you're on my property. Like you get yelled at. And that happens at least 30 times a day where you actually get yelled at pretty hard and kicked off. Like, or they'll like try to get you off the yard. They're personally offended that you try to sell them oh, something. Oh yeah. They don't. Yeah. Like, what do you think? I'm stupid. You're going to fall for this bullshit. Like all that over and over and over. And then it's kind of gotten to the point where it was like, oh, okay, whatever. I'm going to just... It doesn't even, it, you don't even get phased by it anymore. Yeah, it's like, I guess we're not going to be friends. I have sold the people that have done that to me and almost had me off their property. And I was like, well, like, you know, because, so yeah, it's, you oh, just I bet get... actually if you're able to win them over after they've already screamed at you mm -hmm. and then they're like, oh, you know, this guy's actually okay. Yeah. I bet it's actually easy to sell it them is. at that point. Yeah, exactly, dude. Yep. They'll be, yeah. Oh, <clears throat> or, yeah, and then they'll apologize to you and everything, you know, it's like. Because, I mean, I'm not like, there just, to just be sign rude. The check. Just Some, sign the check. <laughs> yeah. I would get their credit card. But, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, it was uh, it was one of those things where, like, yeah, after that, they'd always apologize. Dude, sorry, I had a tough day. I didn't know you were actually going to help me with, you know, or whatever that is. But it's, yeah. it's just, um, you know, because you don't know what that person's gone through that day. Yeah, there are just jobs where you get yelled at a lot. And there's nothing you can do about it. And if you don't acquire the skills it takes to take that, you're not going to keep your job. Yeah. Well, it was a call. I, would, I handled bills in Verizon and Tumwater for Verizon. People get super tough over the phone. Oh, I bet. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. And my job was just to be as nice as possible and take it. And like, But I quit that job after like three months. Because it was just so old so fast. Yeah, you're just getting yelled at all day. Oh, yeah, dude. And, like, just called the worst stuff. Dude, yeah. You're like, what the? F oh, And you can't say nothing, you know, that your job is basically being a punching bag for Verizon. Yep. Yeah. That sucks. And they, they do suck sometimes. Like, yeah. the, the people probably had legitimate 
complaints all the time i they'd be like dude call me in for like a bill that's like 150 at super outrageous or something and then i look at it and it's like what did they really get charged for like they're not even over their data limit or anything it was just like a random charge then i started thinking there's probably something in the system that does that just you know just periodically see if somebody catches it yeah i have a feeling that that's how insurance works like they just automatically deny your claim the first time and hope that you just take it but and pay for it yourself but yeah like they make you fight because it seems like an awful lot of people's health insurance claims are just denied when they shouldn't be it's bullshit i don't like insurance companies to do that yeah that stuff blows my mind I, that, such a scam dude it's one of those things that um we need that are important and i feel like they take advantage of people because of that same, just cell phone companies too, actually. That's another one. It's like, the, you know, it's no different than like the mafia type of thing almost. You know, it's like they just have this, but it's legal. Yeah, unless prostitutes. I don't know about that. I, no. you know, I don't know how it works at Verizon. <laughs> yeah, don't. Uh, bro, you don't want to know. Do you want to do some? Yeah. Um, What's the tone you're looking for? Uh, can we listen to that one Drake thing you're talking about? Yeah. Can I get water, Drake? Yeah, they're right down there. Okay, sweet. Uh, all right, this I like this one. Okay, tell me what you think. You like this one? It's raining, I'm contemplating Trains and planes until it's playing back Breakingly frustrating, I need a vacation Until my side is aching, my mind is vacant I'm completely butt-ass naked Facing adjacent to the mistakes I was making Drugs I was taking for the thoughts I thought I could be escaping Waking with my face pressed against the cold-ass pavement As my friends stand in amazement on my puking placements I'm spewing mucus I'm amusement and as clueless as a blind dude Trying to solve a Rubik's Cube in a dark ass room With all the stickers removed and it's completely glued Like what the f*** do I do dude? Stand up, walk out that room Don't let the darkness consume you, that's what you do Like I knew, Anubis knew of this new abyss of bliss I lift the mist, the myth dismissed Eucalyptus, sent off my lips with elegance and sense My hand grips as my wrist twists to get pen tips To drip ink prints to make some form of sense in that sequence Should I keep it or ditch? Should I rip it or flip? Notebook riddled with little bits of sentences That have some form of significance Let your mind adrift This time I too tied the bowline so I won't not slip I got my ball pilot enhanced license for when swells of treacherous crisis arises I capsize enterprises every time a pen's gripped in my vices He's the nicest, defeat the fear and loathing I've been chosen, what a promotion, angels boasting, champagne toasting Supposing they're oxytocin, overdosing, overflowing with emotion I'm zoned in I've been promoted, I got it snowing, dopamine and serotonin I'm weightlessly floating and global warming's forming Your first warning, I'm brainstorming And according to this recording, I'm affording to be hoarding All my rhymes in a god cellar door storage It's enormously gorgeous, I rock and flow like porous So pour one for us, I'm interstellar So I'm slamming comments until you're interstellars Entertainment tells us it's all good fellas So grab your sweaters, my acapella It changes weather and spreads umbrellas I got an obligation to have sensationally amazing patience I'm using constant constellation observation 
with rotational aviation Satellite space stations Information on star chart placements Fanatical navigation Such a complicated operation Goodness gracious Surely he was purely wasted That was fucking tight man Okay <laughs> I, I'm speechless That was fantastic Dude I feel like I stumbled but yeah, thank you, dude. I, yeah, I really, really enjoyed that, man. Thank I, you. Dude. I gotta make sure I don't lose that track in case the the track didn't come through on the recording. I am excited to have that in the show. Oh, cool, dude. That's gonna be really cool. This is fun, man. I, I, I we, we can do as many as you want. Okay. <laughs> uh, I just really like, dude. Yeah, you have like, you know, that's all you really look for too, which is kind of sad. Is like someone saying like, "Oh, hey, dude, I like that." It's yeah, you know it's what, what I mean? it, it really takes is is. Yeah, and support. I felt it in my heart when you said that. So I was like, dude, okay, cool, man. This dude, I've I've really tried to enjoy that from a completely um, objective place, and it was good. Okay, I, so I really liked it. Thank you. Dude, I'm I'm excited to have this to work with. I haven't had any music yet. This is okay. the first music we've done, and so, I've dude. I've planned to have musical guests all along. I hope yeah, like the first one is uh oh shoot. yeah, <laughs> so, like the first one where it is like you know, I I think that one worked the best. That was good. Yeah. That was really good. Cool. Um, some the the way that the beat broke there, and you had and the lyrics you had in the breaks worked out perfect okay it was cool sweet dude yeah it's like tough kind of to do it on a you know what i mean you watch Fuck these yeah. yeah it's impossibly tough dude for yeah. you know how many people would would have done that at all very few uh, most people can't when, that, so, that was really great man. okay thank you dude i, I appreciate thank you it. for giving us that yeah dude thank you i do so when like so like when you asked me about my goals and stuff earlier so I kind of want to like pick things from Washington that are like I really are dope. Like, so that one is a part of like the next song I'm gonna come out with. So it'll be more like structured better, mm -hmm. and it's gonna be Cascade Range, you know, with two Ks. Nice, but, yeah. Nice. So that's the next one is like picking little things out of Washington and kind of keep going with that, you know. That's that's a great theme. Yeah. That's that's really cool, man. I'm still just kind of blown away. Like that was fun to watch. Cool, dude. Sweet. Yeah, it was yeah. really fun. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. I, I dude, I love it more than you know. It's like I just I, yeah. It gets addicting and or whatever. It's a super good outlet because I was addicted to drugs and stuff about you know two years ago. But then when I got off of it and started like being you know myself again, I went right back to it. And that's just now it's yeah. It's my weird how when you're addicted to drugs you don't really feel like doing the stuff that makes you yourself yeah because you're busy finding yeah. drugs yeah they can it, be so hard to find uh, yeah right <laughs> the guy so dealing time. them sucks no <laughs> no dude i'm just so glad i'm done doing well, all that stupid shit congratulations I, I don't think we've talked since you have had that transformation in your life so yeah. congratulations man dude thanks that's a yeah. major major accomplishment yeah it was just gnarly dude i just well cut all the bad fruit off the tree you know just like because dude honestly you know i don't even feel bad about saying it but the people i was hanging around with were fuckers you know and like, they're they're on their own journey yeah and it's about taking people down honestly like you know if really now i think about it if you're a part of that you're not really for like stuff that's you good Most you might have good not. intentions but. but dude there's a lot of times when people have no idea they just don't see the world clearly 
because what I, because their their on. mind is polluted by other things. It's yeah. just like the drug addiction is a problem. Poverty is another problem that that can take hold of your mind and make you think in a way that's not right because it makes you feel impulsive. Makes, yeah. It makes you want to end the suffering now, uh, so you don't plan for your future because you, all you care about is the next moment. Um, and I, we we happen to live in a place with a lot of people who are going through both of those and you know other stuff that comes from that as societal downstream effects. Yeah. But I, I I do think I mean I try really hard to feel for people when they're in that state because their brain is not making the decisions that it should be because it's fucked up. Yeah. It's, it's like mental health, dude. Yeah. So bad. In a way, it's not their fault. No, not really at all, dude. It's honestly like you know I've been there. I know it's like just especially like. When you look at the world and you see like all these people just killing it or whatever, that's why I cut media and everything out of my life pretty much was because that makes you depressed. You know, you're like, why are these people constantly comparing? Yeah, all yeah. the time. Relative disparity. Mm-hmm. You so can always you find someone up. with something better. Yeah, completely. Yeah, I just like, yeah, I let go and then, but if I didn't go through that, I would have never came back. Like, yeah. it, I almost had to go through it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It taught you the lessons you needed to learn. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So yeah. 100%. Yeah. I, if anybody is going through anything that's remotely close to being super fucked up or, like, you know, you don't... If you want to get better, like, you're going to reach out. So, like, you know what I mean? Like, just that's what you need to do, right? Like, so if you're in a deep hole right now, it's like, please reach out and just, like, find somebody. Because there's a whole community that would be like, dude, you need, you'll get better. And then switch up your group of friends. Yeah, you don't have to reach out to people you already know. Yeah, don't do that. Because mm-hmm. that's not... You'll, you'll sit there and talk about it all day, about how you're going to get better and sober, right? Like, I caught myself doing that a lot. Yeah. It's like, well, here in a week, no, I will never... Yeah, we'll be fine. And Yeah, right. I've talked about that before. Like, when you're high, especially when, you're, when you know it's not what you're supposed to be doing, like, it's so easy to be like, I'm going to make a plan... I'm not like this is going to I'm going to throw the rest of these pills away or whatever they are. And as soon as you're not high anymore, that plan sucks. And you're like, I better get high again so I can see clearly. And then you never do like you never see clearly because you're just constantly back and forth. You have to kind of endure that initial uncomfortable stage of acute withdrawal. Um, And the mental part of it is worse than the physical part of it. Because you don't see the world clearly. Yeah. And it, that's, okay, so that's why I like to talk about this stuff on the show. Is because there was times when I was at a state where I really didn't, it didn't seem possible that I was ever going to feel good, like, without drugs. And I was, I was just depressed enough and had used them for self-medicating enough that I really just didn't find it in myself to where I could believe that. And... I was wrong because I, despite the fact that I, I just, I really felt like whatever, it doesn't matter. I'm just going to be miserable forever. Then I can't do these drugs anymore because they're holding me back from being successful in my life. Yeah. And so if I have to just be a person who's grouchy all the time because I don't feel good, then so be it. And I didn't become that. Uh, As soon as I accepted that possibility, I realized how ridiculous it is. And that was a trick of my own brain trying yeah. to stay high. Yeah, dude. Like telling me all I these know, stories bro. about the, the piece of shit I'm going to be once I'm sober. It's just not true. And that's just one of many tricks that we use to, 
to fool ourselves into staying miserable forever. Yeah. But you can break free of it. You yeah. Just, you got to pay attention and watch out for those pitfalls. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, like one of them was a uh, super bad paranoia, you know, like everyone gets, but it'd be like, oh, everyone knows you're a piece of shit, like all that, you know, and that's honestly not to get super dark with it, but that's where suicide comes in is like you make up this fucking crazy story of like everyone is just like hates you and you're the scum of the earth because you're doing this stuff. And then you're like, that's when you start contemplating the really heavy stuff. And, you know, and it's like, yeah, you either. I, it I, does usually seem social. Yeah. Like the suicidal ideation. Oh, yeah, dude. Um, I know. I, it I, was I, for me. Yeah. Me too. I, I feel I feel immediately like anxiety when I bring this up. But um, yeah, it, it, I used to think about that stuff um, often, and not in a in a dramatic way, but just in more of like a practical way, like um, of like what it would be like to to after I was gone, like what people would do and the things they would think mm -hmm. about. That's all social. That's yeah. all just me feeling like I don't matter enough to other people. Yeah. Um, because now that I know I matter, like if I if I don't you know, end this podcast and go in the house within the next 30 minutes, I'm, I'm in trouble because yeah. I matter to other people. Yeah. I never, I don't have those thoughts at all, but I feel like there's a lot of lonely people out there and that's, that's really something that's hard to deal with, Dude. but you're right. The, the trick is to reach out. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. hundred percent. Find connections. But it's like, also like you get, like you'll play tricks on yourself to not do it. Like you'll talk yourself out of reaching out. I don't, dude, it's such a fuck. it's like a puzzle of trying how to get sober, you know? It is, it's a, it's one of those escape rooms. Yeah. You have to yeah, find all the is. different clues and use them to get out. Like the trick that I found that works the best is to look for information that worked for other people. Look for sources that, that you know have worked at least for one other person, like use firsthand accounts, like read books by people who have gotten sober or just you know you have to find what works for you because there's a lot of there's a lot of different routes to it it's just not going to be the same for everybody yeah. that's why like like therapy therapy works really well for some people and not so well for others and even within like the group of people that it does work for it therapists to therapists are going to be very different and person to person is very different it's like yeah there's a lot of chances for things to go wrong yeah but you you have to keep if you really want to be healthy you got to keep looking for your way like yeah. what it what is my secret little code of how to find how to unlock my potent my potential yeah and, yeah and you i get, think art is one of those things yeah it, uh, that's a, yeah dude 100 percent. and focus on the little things dude like i've just appreciate how crazy it is to be here and just understand that every interaction you have is very like well sacred not sacred but like more like this is important to me dude like this right here what we're doing how freaking awesome is that yeah even just a little like you meet somebody just to be positive like trick your brain to be positive because obviously you're able to trick your brain to be negative all the time so try that's where it gets like it's there's all, a lot of psychological research that would back that up yeah it's a real thing it's it's a strange interplay between belief expectations and experience where what we believe shapes our experience and what we experience also shapes what we believe but the order is something that feels concrete but it's definitely not yeah. like you can put the belief first and then the experience after like for example i might have the belief 
that going to a job interview is going to be stressful. And so when I go to the job interview, having already seen that belief in my head and played it out in the simulator, most likely those are the characteristics of the situation I'm going to be looking for. And it's going to play out that way as a self-fulfilling prophecy because you're, you believed it would be that way and you're going to react preemptively to that scenario, right? Um, and instead, if you put the belief that you want to be the truth ahead of it, like I believe this is going to be an enjoyable experience where I might meet some my potential new friends who I'm going to work with at this new job. And you go into it with that belief, even if you don't really believe it at first, it's still you still know it's going to be a better place to operate from because if you if you operate from the place where that is the truth, you're going to be a more enjoyable person. You have a better chance of getting the job. Yeah. Um, and but you can adapt that to any situation. Like just basically, it's like giving reality the benefit of the doubt. And even though that's hard to do because it leaves you vulnerable to disappointment, it's so worth it because like, it shapes the direction you're going to go. I know faith is like super tough to... One yeah. of the hardest things. And like, are you kind of like talking about looking at yourself in like a third person type of way? Or like, you know, out out of body? So a little bit. Like a sim, like kinda, or whatever. Yeah. yeah, dude. That's, and I guess, yeah, dude, it's tough to do that. I kind of have a weird view of what we are as like these flesh robots, basically. Like we have... Uh, a predetermined, like a deterministic biology that mm. will continue to be somewhat predictable to how we function. Like we're going to need to eat. You know, we know these foods are better than these foods. We're going to need to sleep. We know about how long. All, all these biological things that are that are pretty much true all the time. But on top of that, we also have these cognitive capabilities that are vastly different from person to person and also seem to be changing over time. So I kind of think that there's a lot of flexibility in, in what we are there. And, and that makes me think of my own self, like, like the, the self, in quotes, like uh, the, the me. I don't so much think of that as the body. I think of it as more as like riding around in the body. And I think that's dualism in, in like a philosophical sense, probably Cartesian dualism, Descartes with the body and the, the body including the brain and the mind is like the soul um and that's kind of how i feel about it like i think and i think consciousness itself is like if you think about it like a substance like consciousness is like god has a big pitcher filled with consciousness it's like a liquid and mm -hmm. he just pours a little bit into each one of these new babies and it's just, it just takes a drop because it grows once it gets in there and depending on you know where that baby is and who it what the biology what the biological imperative of that vessel is it's going to shape what that consciousness becomes and who it becomes that's yeah but basically the the, the raw materials are, yeah. are basically the same no that's 100 percent, right like, and I, yeah. I i completely could be wrong about that and i don't even believe it all the time but some something that, tells me it's like that that's pretty good i i mean i yeah i like that a lot dude it'll help you relate to people because yeah. you're like you know, the me that I feel is me, the connection that I have to the self is my consciousness. And if that same me was dropped into you, into your meat suit, mm -hmm. I would be you. And I would be feeling the way you're feeling right now. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh shit, maybe we're all, maybe we're all the same. Maybe we're all just one yeah. bunch of 
bunch of cells in one big organism. Yeah. 100%. Where do you think we go after we die? Just the ground or the or you know, pearly gates oh, in the sky? I think dude, I think there's something else like I don't know. I like it's a dimensional thing. I don't know. It's something that we can't really comprehend obviously, but That's what I think too. Yeah. Like I just there's there's but I feel like if you don't like I'm a I'm a like hopeful person for stuff like anything like that dude it's like I think we should celebrate people's lives instead of mourning you know it's like oh this person lived because I believe in the afterlife I believe in like stuff like that I I don't know I think if you go through life and you're like there's nothing after this we're all like when we die I just think that's such a bad negative way to think yeah I think a funeral it more than it just being like an expression of the sad thing that the person's life is over. I think it's more of just an acknowledgement of the pain everyone who's left behind feels. And I, I struggle with that a lot because I just haven't had enough experience with that, the whole grief thing, but um, I know inevitably I will. And so I'm trying to get a handle on it ahead of that. Um, Cause the amount of stress I feel around somebody who's grieving, who's lost a loved one is so intense that I just, yeah, I, I, I'm a pretty empathetic person, so it's I, I feel people's pain. I, mm-hmm. I, it's hard. That's a hard thing to deal with. Yeah, and I didn't mean it in the sense of like mourning, like you know, if you're mourning, like screw you or whatever. No, no, like, I know. Yeah, but I meant it more of like you see people, like it's almost like a positive or negative type of person where it's like they just dwell on that, you yeah. know, and it's like that does suck, dude, really bad, but cherish the moments that happened. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the fact that they were there. Because I don't know any other way that just, like, I think if you stay positive, you're you're going to have a better day or, you know, a better life. Do you think we need to have all good days? No. I think that, well, I mean, I don't, I know what I think, but what do you think about that? Do you think that the balance is important of the days where you're suffering? Yeah, I think it definitely like those days that I've had, dude, if I didn't have those days, I would have, you know, it just makes you strong. And so the knowledge of that, when you're having a bad day now, you could think about that. And then what suddenly you're having a good day because you realize like, oh, shit, this is one of those growth days. It happens every. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that's a good way to put it, too. I, I was thinking like. Uh, oh it's been way worse than this like i can handle this or like i know the way to talk myself out of this or like you know like get around somebody that's like positive to make me feel better you know like that one like the verse that i have where it's like uh in a dark ass room with a rubik's cube and trying to color infuse but the stickers are removed and it's completely glued like that is i wrote that because that's how i feel sometimes inside of my house is like I feel like I'm blind and like I don't really see anything that's happening outside the house. I'll lock myself in the house and then I'm depressed. And it's like, dude, there's all this beautiful stuff. So don't let the darkness consume you, right? Like just get out and go. And dude, that's happened so many times. Now I've gotten a lot better at it because Mm -hmm. that's happened. You recognize the patterns. Yeah. I'm like, dude, just get up, go. You know, even if you- Don't overthink it. Yeah, exactly, dude. Yeah, it's- yeah, dude. Even if the situation's not perfect, it, yeah, like get up and go for a run, even if you don't have the right shoes. Mm-hmm. Make a phone call. Yeah. Just something. Talk to a friend you haven't talked to for a little bit. Yeah. Even if you have nothing to say. 
Yeah, exactly. Sometimes so, that will do it. Uh huh. Dude, Jake has been. He's been such a solid friend, dude. I love him so much. Me and too. Brooke, dude. Like, if like, just going over there and just having that connection with both of them, dude. They're such beautiful people. They so, really are. Yeah. I, I'm. I'm. I'm blessed. Really proud of of who Jake is and and Brooke too and their, the family that they've built. Yeah. I'm, Little Jetty. Oh yeah. my God, I love her so much. It's awesome. Yeah. How cool is that? And yeah, it's just uh, so any, like if I had a really bad day like that, Jake, like that's important to find a friend like that, Jake or Brooke to be able to he, call. He is a great listener. He usually can relate to pretty much anything I can yeah. throw at him. Yeah. He's good at it, dude. How's your sister? She's good. She just, she, her, I think her kid's like one years or over that, but yeah, she had her, her Charlie. She's absolutely adorable. Cool. She's over there in Kona, and she's she's starting to, she's trying to start a co-op, for over like there. groceries. Yeah, cool. Just like little local farms and stuff there, and um, I think it's called Ocean View, but it's a little tiny town, dude. There's only like a, one little grocery store, and, you know, she has her barber shop in there, and it's like three hours from Kona, or no, it's, it's uh, whatever the name of the city is, not Big Island, but yeah. So they're, but she's trying to get that started. I'm just so proud of her. She's hey, been that's do- awesome. Yeah, she's she's been killing it. I bet that's not an easy task to get off the ground. No, she sent me an email about like six months ago, and it just looked like a lot, so I quit reading it after the first sentence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sisters, huh? Yeah, I can't read that well, so I'm like, fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, four lines? Wait, Come on. I know, if, dude. If you can't say it in two, if you're, you're overdoing it. If I see the scroll button tiny, I'm like, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah oh all right man well it has been two hours and this has been a really fun podcast dude i was so excited to have me on dude this I... is a whole new unique thing that we haven't had yet was music and really we talked about art the whole time dude awesome dude it was yeah fun. i love that dude cool yeah dude it's so great to just blast. connect to somebody on that level i i just don't get that a lot it's nice i think about art all the time yeah. I like what like as i'm consuming it what the artist is thinking about and i feel like i i just have always clicked with those people because you know pe- the world doesn't always see i think that for people who are just out there you know what i mean like coming up with crazy ideas we we lose a few you know <laughs> that yeah i think that at a certain point you can only push it so far uh, to stay within the realm of like normal reality and if yeah. you go too far, you know, you're you're crazy. You yeah, you alienate people. Yeah, and all that crazy shit. Yeah, yeah, I get it, dude. Yeah, but that I don't know why I went back to that. But anyway, no. you don't seem crazy to me. You seem like someone who's really well, doing well in their life. Well, you wait. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. You should come back and do another one of these, dude. I would love to, man. I just was excited to see you, and I missed you and love you. Yeah, so. I love you too, man. It's been years, really, since we hung out. Yeah, it was my. I was really excited just to come and hang out. So. The I and I I mean this completely, and I don't know if it's because I'm psychic and I can tell that that you are this just the art artsy kind of person, but um, you're one of the people that I've had in my mind from the beginning of this podcast that I was like I'll eventually have him as a guest. Dude. And I just knew, I just knew, and okay. I I knew it'd be fun. So I was I was really yeah I was excited about this, and you delivered, man. That Dude, was really cool. Um, yeah, okay, I'm blushing and I'm hot now. <laughs> <laughs>
Thank you, dude, for saying that. I was just so excited to come here. It's really been fun, man. Keep up the hard work. Um, just keep keep making your stuff, man. It's okay. great. Yeah. Thank you, everybody, for listening. It's been a pleasure, and we will... Well, I was going to say we'll see you next time, but we don't actually ever see you. Love you. Love you all. Talk to you later. Bye. Just now, say it with your chest now. I'm young, I'm free. Can't nobody take.